You're listening to Brains On, where we're serious about being curious. Brains On is supported in part by a grant from the National Science Foundation. What's up, Molly and Sandin? Cool music, am I right? Hey, Mark. Yeah, cool tune. Where is it coming from? Yeah, and what's with your giant hat covered in speakers and wires? It's not a hat, broski. It's my latest invention, the Cerebral DJ. It's a device that translates your brainwaves into funky fresh beats. Right now, you're listening to the magic of my mind. Wait, that device on your head is reading your mind? Mm, Sorta, yeah. But check it out. Everyone's brain is so unique, and the Cerebral DJ lets you hear that. Here you go. Try it on, Sandin. Ooh, it makes my thoughts kind of tickle. Let me just recalibrate it here, and there we go. That's the symphony of Sandin right there. Whoa, that's awesome. This is exactly what it feels like in my head. How do you think with all that noise, Sandin? Oh, that's the genius part, Molly. I don't. Your turn. Okay, so how does it work, Mark? Well, it scans all the parts of the brain, looks at your personality, behavior, likes, dislikes, you know, everything that's going on in the old noggin. Then it translates that into a pattern that's harmoniously synced up to a beat. All right, Molly, your turn. Hey, my thoughts are grooving. Maybe I can hire my brain to DJ my next birthday. You guys... Our brains are musical geniuses. Wait, what if we let our brains jam out together? Oh, you want to hear all our cerebral symphonies at once? That's impossible. Impossible to say no to. (laughs) Let me just switch on party mode. Here we go. Oh my, this is amazing. This might be the best song I have ever heard. Can a brain win a Grammy? I feel like our brains could win a Grammy. We need to get this track to a famous singer. Who's got Taylor Swift's phone number? Or Beyonce? This needs to be heard. You're listening to Brains On from APM Studios. I'm Molly Bloom, and my co-host today is Julianne from Toronto, Canada. Hi, Julianne. Hi, Molly. So, Julianne, you sent us a question about something very important to you. What was your question? Yeah, I wanted to know what ADHD is. And when did you first hear about ADHD? I first heard of ADHD when I was diagnosed. Okay, so when were you diagnosed with it? Last year. Okay. So when you were first diagnosed, what were your questions that popped up, if you can remember? Most of them were just, what is it? You're like, what is this thing they're telling me that I have in my brain? Yeah. Do you feel like in the past year that you've been able to learn things, or is it sort of still kind of like a black box, and that's why you wrote to us? I know a few things, but not that much. ADHD stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. And ADHD is pretty common. About 10% of kids in the U.S. have been diagnosed with it. 
which means if you have a class of about 20 kids, a couple of them have probably been diagnosed. You might have also heard of something called Attention Deficit Disorder, or ADD, which sounds pretty similar to ADHD. And it's not just the names that are similar. The symptoms and treatments for the two were so similar that doctors decided to call them both ADHD. But even though a group of people might all have ADHD, that doesn't mean they all think and act the same way. That's because ADHD starts in your brain, and no two brains are exactly the same. Some brains are great at storing facts. Other brains can paint elaborate pictures of imaginary things. And some brains can remember all the lyrics to the theme song from the 1990s Saturday morning cartoon Captain Planet. We're the planeteers. You can be one too. Because saving the planet is the thing to do. Not now, Molly. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. So even if you and a friend both have ADHD, you might experience it differently. Sometimes people with ADHD have trouble focusing. Other times they get really, really into what they're doing. Other times people have trouble controlling their impulses. Like maybe they want to interrupt or fidget or take risks without really thinking about them. Right. So one diagnosis could mean many different things. Julianne, I'm wondering, does any of this sound familiar to you? Yes, it kind of does. I feel like fidgeting all the time. Mm, are you fidgeting right now? Yes. Me too. What is your favorite way to fidget? Probably fidgeting with my clothes so that my teacher doesn't yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> like if, like instead of a toy or something? Yeah, like if I were to bring slime to school and fidget with it, I'd probably make bubbles and then it's like really loud. Mm-hmm. And let's say he's in the middle of like a lesson, he's probably going to make me throw it out or something. So you want to keep your slime intact so you don't bring it to school. Do you find that doodling is a thing that you like to do? Yeah. Like, he doesn't let us fidget with, like, toys, but he lets me, like, doodle if I need to. Nice. So I bring a sketchbook to school. Oh, awesome. I bet there's a lot of cool things in that sketchbook right now. No, not really. No. <laughs> I understand. My I doodle a lot, too, and my doodles are just, like, weird shapes. They don't look like anything, but I enjoy doing it. Um, what does it feel like when you're distracted, would you say? I think it just feels like there's nothing around me. Like, I just completely forget about everything. Like, mm. even I even stop listening to things. <laughs> so, like, if my teacher calls my name, I'm probably not going to hear him. So when that happens, are you thinking about other things, or is it just kind of like your mind is blank? My mind is just blank. And how would you describe your brain to a friend who doesn't have ADHD? I would probably say, um, because of my ADHD, I like to fidget a lot, and mm -hmm. I cannot sit still for a long period of time, or else I get very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Or I would just tell them to search it up on Google. <laughs> Look it up, please. <laughs> yeah, just look it up. I don't want to explain it. <laughs> so, yes, our brains are fascinating and complex, and no two brains are exactly the same. Scientists are still trying to figure out a lot about how our brains work. Even though we've been doing decades and decades of brain research, we're still learning more every day. That's Dr. Julie Schweitzer. She's a psychologist at the Mind Institute at University of California, Davis. And she's also a neuroscientist. That means she studies how brains work. 
Scientists have figured out that different parts of the brain are focused on doing different things. There are areas of your brain that are active when you're moving your body. Others when you're feeling strong emotions. Or doing homework. Dr. Schweitzer used special machines to look at the brains of people with ADHD, and she noticed something. We see that they're using brain regions less efficiently. They're bringing in other areas of the brain that typically may not be used to do the tasks that people are doing. This means, for example, when kids with ADHD are doing homework, they might be using more parts of their brains than kids who don't have ADHD. It's not efficient, so basically they're doing more work than other kids. And so when children with ADHD feel like they're giving it their all, they probably are giving it their all. It's just that they have to work harder at it. So if it feels like my brain is working harder, it really is. Another thing Dr. Schweitzer noticed about kids with ADHD is that the parts of the brain that control movement, like balancing, running, jumping, and dancing, those parts are stronger than in the brains of kids without ADHD. But the prefrontal cortex, that's the part of the brain that takes in information and makes decisions. Yeah, it brings thoughts and actions together, making plans and keeping us focused. In brains with ADHD, the prefrontal cortex is less developed. Since brains are made up of so many different parts, the prefrontal cortex has a very important job. It makes sure all the different parts work in harmony. I think of it like a symphony, and you have to have these areas of the brain coming in together. Their timing is is perfect, and they're they're working together in concert. But in brains with ADHD... That symphony got off, off cue. Certain instruments started earlier, and other instruments are starting later. And so that's why the communication is is not optimal. So let's imagine that different parts of your brain are different instruments, and your prefrontal cortex is like the conductor of your brain symphony. It's keeping all the parts of the symphony together. The part of your brain that keeps you focused is thrumming along... Your critical thinking is helping you tackle that homework. Your hand is grasping the pencil firmly and keeping pace with your thoughts. The part of your brain that makes you feel good about getting stuff done is lighting up. Your brain symphony is keeping time, playing together in perfect harmony. But in a brain with ADHD, it might feel more like this. Your prefrontal cortex conductor isn't cueing things at helpful times. It feels hard to focus. And the part of your brain that moves your body is going strong and fast. But the part of your brain that's supposed to be thinking about your homework is having trouble keeping up. And your brain is using other parts that it might not really need to do your homework. It feels noisy and hard to get stuff done. But it can be helpful sometimes, too. Like, for instance, it might let someone use their brain in a unique way. Maybe different parts are active, and it leads to unexpected solutions and a new kind of harmony. Lots of people with ADHD are very creative, and it might be because of the different way they use their brains. Here's Julie again. That's why sometimes I think you see creativity and they find connections between things that others might not. And that's why I think when I've met some people with ADHD, 
who are real, real innovators, that's they're, they're having to use their brain differently. And that's where sometimes the creativity and the innovation comes in because they've had to do that. So, Julianne, does any of this ring true to you? Like feeling like maybe the different parts of the symphony aren't playing in harmony sometimes? Mm-hmm. Yes. So when you're like doing a task that maybe is not your favorite and it's hard to focus, does it feel like you're working really hard? Yes. Like I feel like just like not doing it mm-hmm. and just like taking a break, even though I know I shouldn't because my teacher gives us like a time limit to finish the work. Mm-hmm. So then if you don't finish certain things, you just don't get marked on it. Mm. Does it feel, does your brain when you're in those moments, does it feel noisy or does it feel quiet? Like what is it, how, if you had to describe it sort of like music, what would it feel like to you? Um, many genres playing at the same time. So mm. just like making random noises. Mm. That's how we describe it with music. Is there another way you might describe like how it feels like when your brain is working really hard? I kind of like start to panic kind of thing. Mm. You're like, this is hard. I don't feel good about this. Yeah, and then, like, start to get frustrated. Mm, yeah. But as we just heard, sometimes this noise can turn into creative solutions and an ability to think outside the box. In just a few minutes, we're going to hear from someone who has ADHD and enormous creative superpowers, filmmaker Daniel Kwan. But first, it's time to tap into your listening powers. It's time for the... Are you ready to hear the mystery sound? Yes. Okay, here it is. I think it's a sewing machine. Ooh. Because, like, my mom, she liked to sew things in her free time. So then I would sometimes, like, go down to the basement and, like, do stuff while my mom is sewing stuff. And I could hear the machine, the needle just, like, going up and down. That's a really good guess. Well, we're going to hear it again and hear the answer after the credits. So stick around. We're working on an episode about why we're sometimes afraid of the dark. But the dark is also totally cool. So we want to know, what do you love about the dark? Does it feel mysterious, exciting? Do you like telling stories around a campfire? Are you a night owl? Do you think nocturnal animals like possums are awesome? Julianne, what do you love about the dark? I like the dark because that means I get to go to sleep. Because <laughs> like sometimes it, after like a really long day, I want to go to bed. Mm. But I also like staying up late. Mm-hmm. So when you're tired, it means you get to go to bed. And when you're not tired, it means you get to stay up late. What yeah. is your favorite thing to do when you stay up late? Well, sometimes I grab my diary and like write about like what happened that day. Because mm. usually when I can't fall asleep is when something exciting happened that day. And I'm like trying to find ways to like fall asleep. So I just like write it out because I'm too excited about it. Or something the next day is going to happen, which is super exciting. So... Nice. That's really great. So it's a good time for you to sort of reflect on what happened during the day or sort of get hyped up for the next day. Yeah. And also I think the animals that come out at night sometimes are kind of cute. My Uh dad thinks opossums are gross, but I think they're kind of (laughs) cute. 
<laughs> I'm afraid I agree with your dad, but I know a lot of people agree with you too. They are pretty cute from a distance, from a far distance. Well, listeners, we want to hear from you. Record yourself describing what you love about the dark and send it to us at brainson.org slash contact. While you're there, you can also send us mystery sounds, drawings, high fives, and questions. Like this one. Hi, I'm Milo, and I'm from Stonington, Connecticut. And my question is, is hyperdrive possible? You can find an answer to that question on our Moment of Um podcast. It's a daily dose of facts and curiosity you can find wherever you listen to Brains On. Again, that's brainson.org slash contact. So keep listening. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org academy. You're listening to Brains On from APN Studios. I'm Julianne. And I'm Molly. And we're talking about Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, or ADHD. Just like all of our brains are unique, people with ADHD experience it in many different ways. Sometimes we might be dreamy, like we're off in our own world. Other times we might be super fidgety. We asked some of our listeners to share what it's like for them to have ADHD. Here's what they had to say. My name is Dolan, and I'm from Crossfield. I first learned I had ADHD last year. To help myself focus, I take deep breaths. Hi, my name is Amelia, and I live in South Korea. I first learned I had ADHD when I was about 10 or 11. To help myself focus, I like to play with slime, sing, and play with fidget toys. ADHD makes my brain feel like a motor that's always on, making me really active. My name is Noah, and I'm from Middletown, Connecticut. When I first learned I had ADHD, I was four. And I also take this pill that helps me focus. And ADHD makes my brain feel like the part that helps you focus is really rusty. My name is Davis. I'm nine years old, and I'm from Lawrence, Kansas. I first learned I had ADHD when I was in therapy at the age of five. To help myself focus, I take medicine. ADHD makes my brain feel like there's so much going on in my head that I can't focus. Also, when I see something exciting, I can't stop thinking about it. Thanks to Dolan, Amelia, Noah, and Davis for sharing your experiences with us. Julianne, you talked with someone who learned he had ADHD really recently, too, but he was an adult. Yeah, his name is Daniel Kwan, and he told me that when he was younger, it was really hard for him to focus sometimes. 
I felt like there was just like one little thing that was invisible in me that was making everything harder. But as an adult, he came up with ways to manage his ADHD so he could do the work he loves, which is making movies. Right. Today, Daniel Kwan is famous for his work, including the Oscar-winning movie Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Daniel and I talked over Zoom the other day. How would you describe being inside your brain? Wow, what a great question. I feel like <laughs> that's something you should ask every guest on every podcast. <laughs> Everyone's going to have a different answer. Um, the bad version of it is it feels like sometimes I am not driving my own car, if that makes sense. Um, or sometimes there's like 10 other hands holding it as well. Um, and uh, I'm not always the strongest hand, if that makes sense. Another thing that happens often is, yeah, you're you're constantly juggling four or five different stories in your head at the same time. I see you nodding. This is something that like I had a really hard time in school with. And so I was always, while I was in school, I always had to find two or three other things to kind of um, uh, keep myself occupied. So I was always a doodler. It sounds like if you're if you like to draw and if you like to paint, you probably are a doodler too. My notebooks are just covered in in in, in doodles. It almost feels like there's like a couple of extra kids in my brain that I have to keep occupied just so the kids, just so they can sit down, uh, which is why, you know, we, we fidget. We like to, I have, I always have like, this is a, a ball that spins in my hands and I have like, I have a lot of fidget toys because in some ways I need to, I need to keep my other, other parts of my brain activated so that they're not distracting the most important part of my brain that's doing the work that I actually want to do. Um, and so a lot of time I feel like I'm babysitting myself, if that makes sense. And other times, like when I'm in the zone and I am uh, hyper fixated or hyper focused. So I'm a filmmaker. And one of the things that really um, gets me focused is is editing. Um, it almost feels like, I don't know how to put it. It feels like I am flying, you know, in, in my brain. It feels like like I am just surfing on this wave. And it's one of those rare moments in life where you feel like you're actually where you're supposed to be. And, and the whole world kind of you know, disappears. So that's my long answer for what's what's in my brain. Well, how would you answer that question? It's such an interesting question, Julian. Like, what, like if your friends ask you what it's like to be in your head, what does that look like? A million things that I want to do. Like, sometimes when I'm doing a test, I will forget about the test sometimes and start doing something else. Sometimes I'll doodle on my test work which I shouldn't be doing, but I do it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to doodle, especially in my my Spanish high school classes. So I, yeah, you're, you're not the first one to do that. And yeah, I think that's, there's like, there's this uh, forgetfulness sometimes where you forget what you're doing and you forget where you are. Um, happens to me all the time. <laughs> Did you have any moments as a kid where it felt like things were more difficult or frustrating than... For other kids, you know. Yeah, all the time. And the most frustrating thing about it was I couldn't put my finger on why. But even as a kid, I, I had this feeling like there's just one thing that's missing or some key that I need to unlock my brain or or, or something that would make everything different, like change everything. What are, what are the things that get you really the most frustrated? Or what are the things that you, you think you struggle with the most? The things that get me frustrated the most is probably when I have trouble doing something. And I keep trying again and again, and it doesn't work. I hate that more than anything. I would say that's pretty common. So yeah, that's really hard. No matter how specific and weird and um, strange your experience might feel, 
there's someone out there who has felt the same exact thing as you. Even if in this moment after your diagnosis, you feel isolated or you feel confused or you feel like you don't really understand um, what you're going through. I, I do think that uh, you should know that there are other people who are feeling exactly what you're feeling. Wow, Julianne, that is an amazing conversation you and Daniel have. I really love how he described ADHD as feeling like he's trying to drive a car, but 10 other people are also trying to help him drive at the same time, and it's hard for him to focus. I love that. Yeah, it's like what we were talking about earlier, how ADHD can feel really different for each person. ADHD affects all kinds of people, kids and adults, people of all genders and backgrounds. So it makes sense that different people have different tools that work for them. You might use medicine or work with a therapist to develop tools and strategies to help you. And just like every person with ADHD has different experiences, you might have days where things are easier and days that are harder. Here's Dr. Julie Schweitzer again. There might be certain days where everything's going great, you're alert, you're able to follow all the instructions, you're getting your homework done on time. And other days, you just can't get with it. And your parents and teachers will say, I don't understand. Yesterday, things were going great. And you may feel yourself, things were just going great yesterday. I don't know what's happening today. I just can't seem to get with it. And that's just the way people are with ADHD. Like we mentioned earlier, the brains of people with ADHD often have very strong motor skills. And many people with ADHD need to move their bodies either in big ways, like jumping around, or small ways, like jiggling your foot. This can actually be a good thing. There's some good evidence now for physical activity, enhancing productivity and so forth, and accuracy in people with ADHD. So maybe you need to take a break, your brain needs to take a break, and then maybe you can come back and you can be more alert. So Julie says it's important for people who don't have ADHD to understand how ADHD can make you feel and act different from day to day and how breaks and activity can help. And she says, if you don't have ADHD, think about how you can support your friends who do. If you can be more patient and understand where they're coming from and have open discussions about ADHD and how that may affect them and try to support them and help them look for ways to strategize. So what can you do as a friend if your friend is impulsive, are there ways that you could have a pact when you can think about it when your friend isn't impulsive to talk about, okay, if we're in a situation where I'm under some peer pressure, what can I do to withstand that peer pressure? How are you going to back me up? Or if I'm in a situation where I really need to focus and there's a lot of distraction, can we, can we think about that? And how can we move ourselves maybe to a, go study someplace else? Julianne, what kinds of things have you found that your friends or family or teachers can do to support you? There used to be this, like, classroom for, like, kids who had, like, um, learning disabilities where they would go there for, like, to do, like, classes or who use the space to, like, do work. Because mm -hmm. sometimes it takes them a little longer. Mm -hmm. So I used to be able to, like, go there. Is there anything special about that space? Yeah, because it's, like, a very quiet space for me to work. And sometimes the teacher would, like, take me to the library and do my work, like, help me with my work. So that means, like, there's less, less distractions there? Yeah. That's awesome. And it's important to ask for help when you need it, whether it's from teachers, parents, or friends. They want to support you, for sure. ADHD is a difference in your brain that can make it difficult to focus. 
People with ADHD might be restless and fidgety, or they might be quiet daydreamers. Either way, it can be hard for them to pay attention. Scientists think that genetics might have something to do with why some brains act this way. And it might have to do with the balance of chemicals in the brain, like dopamine. You probably have some friends with ADHD, or might even have ADHD yourself. If you're having trouble, there are ways to slow your brain down and help you focus. That's it for this episode of Brains On. This episode was produced by Molly Quinlan, Rosie DuPont, Molly Bloom, Anna Goldfield, Aron Waldis-Lossi, Anna Waggle, Nico Gonzalez-Whistler, Ruby Guthrie, and Mark Sanchez. Our editors are Sandin Totten and Shayla Farzan. Sound designed by Rachel Breeze, and we had engineering help from Lucien Lausanne and Josh Savageau. Beth Perlman is our executive producer. The executives in charge of APM Studios are Chandra Kavati, Alex Shaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Special thanks to Stephen Farone, Sarah Chayette, Josh Rudnick, and Amy Chan. Brainzon is a nonprofit public radio program. There are lots of ways to support the show. Head to brainzon.org. While you're there, you can send us mystery sounds, drawings, and questions. And you can subscribe to our Smarty Pass. It gives you a special ticket to Brains on Universe bonus content and ad-free episodes. Julianne, are you ready to listen to that mystery sound again? Yes. Yes. Let's hear it. All right, so last time you were like, ah, sewing machine. Do you still feel that way? Do you have any other thoughts? Mm, I think it might be like a cricket. Oh. Because my mom also has that and she uses it. What is a cricket? I don't know how to describe it. Okay, so it's not the insect we're talking about. And it's not... Yeah, it's not an insect. (laughs) It's not the sport we're talking about. Yeah, it's like used for arts and crafts. Oh, okay. Okay, cricket. Yes, so that's like, um, is it for cutting stuff? Yeah, you use your computer to, like, make a design, and then it can, like, draw it for you or, like, cut it out. Cool. Then it comes with, like, this special paper. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I have I have seen these. Okay, so, yeah, it's like um, an electric cutting machine. Okay. Yeah. And you can use your computer. You can use your computer to, like, tell it what shape to do. Yeah. So you can do, like, pretty complex things. Yeah. Cool. That's a great guess. And you've taught me something today, so thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Should we hear the answer? Yes. Okay, here's the answer. Hi, my name is Calvin, and that was the sound of my 3D printer printing a thing for my birthday party. Whoa. Okay, you were really close. Uh, yeah. I also don't know what a 3D printer sounds like yeah, either. Yeah, I've so. never heard one before, <laughs> so now I've heard one. I'm learning a lot today. Okay, so I've learned what a 3D printer sounds like, and I learned about a cricket, which is kind of like a 2D printer in some ways. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, you program a 3D printer, you can program your cricket. You were very close. I'm giving you partial credit for sure. Now it's time for the Brains Honor Roll. These are the incredible kids who keep the show going with their questions, ideas, mystery sounds, drawings, and high fives. 
Liam from Reston, Virginia, Alma from Atlanta, Nyla and Zendaya from Tampa, Florida, Beatrice from Plymouth, Minnesota, Theodore from Madison, Wisconsin, Hazel and Ivy from Pinoca, Alberta, Luke from Los Gatos, California, Molly from Pittsburgh, Joseph from Clifton, New Jersey, Nathaniel from Charlotte, North Carolina, Kate from Downers Grove, Illinois, Annis from Waterloo, Ontario, Finn from New Bern, North Carolina, Ava from Houston, Texas, Maddie from San Francisco, Ariana from Washington, Maryland, Aaliyah from Kigali, Rwanda, Luke and Jake from Endwell, New York, Ray and Alex from Royal Oak, Michigan, Ryan from Riverside, California, Miriam from Cornerbrook, Newfoundland, Lewis from the UK, Savannah from Los Angeles, Felix from New Jersey, Leif from Etowah, North Carolina, James, Will, and Sam from Manilis, New York, Sawyer from Bend, Oregon, Evan from South Carolina, Chelsea from Simpsonville, South Carolina, Edith from Australia, Abby and Elijah from Austin, Texas, Charlie from Nashville, Josephine from Astoria, Oregon, Julie from New Orleans, Francis from Milan, Minnesota, Russell from Chesapeake, Virginia, Duncan from Toronto, Max from West College Corner, Indiana, Rory from Melbourne, Australia, Theo from Lafayette, California, Olive from Sydney, Australia, Fern from Chesapeake, Maryland, Izzy and Xander from Onamia, Minnesota, Amelia from Buffalo, New York, Evan from Los Angeles, River from Chicago, Owen from Idaho, Jesse from Santa Monica, California, Grace from Delray Beach, Florida, Pilar from Centennial, Colorado, Maeve from Minneapolis, Gabe and Jax from Bentonville, Arkansas, Amin and Aya from Rockville Center, New York, Casey, Aiden, Hudson and Layla from Texas, Robbie and Charlie from Aliso Viejo, California, Harriet and Quinn from Washington, D.C., Edward from Mission, Kansas, Elijah from Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, Artie from Nagatuck, Connecticut, Graham and Faye from Denver, Evelyn, Jessica, and Cole from Utah, Sam from Simpsonville, South Carolina, Dylan from Loves Park, Illinois, Chance from Deerfield Beach, Florida, Thea Grace from Ashboro, North Carolina, Malin from Madison, Wisconsin, Martin from Rochester, New York, Natalie and Kelsey from Durham, North Carolina, Julian and Terrence from West Lafayette, Indiana, and Prognia from Sammamish, Washington. We'll be back next week with more answers to your questions. Thanks for listening.